0: How many pairs of trainers you got now, I don't know?
1: 42, but my mum still buys me boots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Box 2, brought to you in partnership with Best Westerns Hotel, GB, supporting local, proudly independent hotels. I'm your host, Jimmy Jones-Buchanan, and each week I'll be sitting down with players, staff, and special guests around Leeds Rhinos to tell their stories, preview upcoming weeks at the club, and chat about all things Rhinos. Let's see what I've got in the hot seat for this episode. It's
1: batted down, it's Donaldson, it's
0: Donaldson who's on the end of that. He's no right to score that try, he's no right to do half the things he does on a rugby league field. that's why he's so well thought of wherever he goes. Brad Dwyer packs a kick, through. chance for Leeds! And they're in again! James Donaldson might just have found his first try for
1: Leeds Rhinos.
0: And this is James Donaldson of the Leeds Rhinos men's team, a man very much after my own heart. Back rower, a, a grafter, one of those who does all the hard yards for his teammates. Let's jump into yesterday's game against Warrington. Great result in the end. Really entertaining game. Wonderful family day experience on a Sunday, as always. Twenty-four points to twenty-two. Just regurgitating some of the sentiments of Rowan Smith and Cam Smith as well, who got two man of the match awards for his performance. Talked about having played better in the past and lost those games. We got the result done, but a little bit of improvement still in us in terms of performance.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it was a massive result for us. Um, obviously, six games left, and, and we need all the points that we can get. And I think. It just kind of showed our team mentality at the moment that we're really working hard for each other. No matter what happens, you know, uh, that next man's covering for you. And, and it kind of shows that we're, we're there to fight right to the end, um, go away to Huddersfield next week, which is really exciting. Uh, I think the fans really helped us massively this weekend as well. You know, absolute packed out. We had only 15,000, which made it kind of that little bit extra special.
0: Mate, really special. I enjoyed it. We had some ex plays. Come along as well. Uh, I really buzzed off meeting up with Carl Pratt. It's been uh, a lot of years. Somebody that was there, very much a a big part of the first team squad when I started playing. And it just never leaves you, don't know. You'll know this. Obviously, played rugby league for a lot of years now. Just the mentality, the personalities of relationships that you forge, it's it's fantastic. I thought the fans were outstanding as well. Um, Real good atmosphere. I do love those Sunday games. Uh, It's really special. There's some real special performances as well. I mentioned. Cam Smith there, just quick word on him, he's growing, isn't he? As a, a leader and he's not just getting the odd good performance, he's doing it consistently, aren't you? I'm under him one of the match awards in the, the long bar there with the gold members on a regular basis. He's really growing as a player, isn't
1: he? Massively, you know, he has been unbelievable this season what he's, he's bringing the team and obviously moving into that, you know, that leadership role as well, I think he's doing a brilliant job with that as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's not a lot of, you know, all the players in the team as much, as there has been in the past with that generation kind of turning over now. But I think Cam's really stepping forward in into that. And, and we're seeing it in his performance as well, that he's not just leading by words, you know, he's leading by actions.
0: Mate, thinking about back row partnerships, Gaz Ellis come to the game, he was there, had a good catch-up with him, reminisced on some old memories. Um, and I was just thinking, James Bentley, un- unbelievable try. And I look at that, Nene MacDonald offload round yeah. his back, you know, and he picks that up and he... he gets the fruits of that particular labour. And I, I'm just wondering about you as a, as a back row, some of the relationships that you forge with other players. Like me, you're very competitive. In fact, I remember me and you having a bit of a, a, a compete-off in a bit of a CrossFit exercise uh, <laughs> in one of my final sessions, and I think i just picked him and he wasn't happy. And I didn't even know if he'd noticed, but you come after me, didn't you? Yeah, uh, afterwards always. as well. But just give us a bit of a word on, on Bentos and some other players that you sort of admire, look up to, work with in in your in your role,
1: yeah. Um Throughout the squad, you know, there's a lot of, like I said, young, you know, players really coming through, and I'm saying young mid twenties. Yeah. You know, Mikolai, Cam Smith. You know, I love working with them sorts of people. Jared O'Connor. You know, kind of come through. Yeah. Uh, with, with you and myself, you know, that he's really pushing the boundaries now of the team and trying to push that mentality as well and the standards yeah. within the team, which is, which is massive. Uh, but the connections are growing stronger throughout the team as well. With these, like I said, this new generation coming through and I think that's really, you know, taken the the team to, you know, a different place and, and uh, I suppose preparing us what's, for what's come next this next few years.
0: It's all about perpetuity, mate, bringing those new people through. Great as well to see Luke Hooley scoring a try. Lots of magnificent uh, performances right throughout. Um, Look, some other games as well. The women picked up a really big win off the back of that Wembley loss there, 58 points to 10 uh, against Warrington. Reserves, just a marginal loss there, 18 points to 16. PDRL won a game uh, against Salford and lost one against Warrington, so 50-50 there. Talking to Ed Bates this morning, and he was talking about some of the developmental players that are coming through. The squad's really grown. Unfortunately, our wheelchair rugby league team went down to the Catalan Dragons. I think it was 66 points uh, to 20. But again, you know, it's grown exponentially. The, the, under the surface of the Lee Rhinos brand, it's really bubbling over, and I, and I guess that leads into the next thing I want to talk about, which is your one-year extension and a testimonial to come on the back of that. I'm really excited uh, about being involved. Hopefully, if you, if I can, do not support you in that. I was fortunate to have two testimonials. I think JP jumped up back of both of them and uh, distracted a bit of attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give you all the knowledge that I can to support you and celebrate what's been an amazing career because you've played more games for Leeds and both Bradford and OK so Leeds is definitely your club when you do your reunions you've got to come back to Rhinos um, but yeah just tell us about the excitement how how you feel about signing that one more uh, year and having a testimonial in there
1: yeah I'm over the moon about it obviously uh, Leeds is my home now yeah I, I live in Leeds um, since I've come to the club it's kind of I would say changed my life uh, in, in so many ways whether it's on the field or off the field as well you know and I've got so much to be grateful, you know, to this club for, um, especially, you know, moving forward as well, you know, I still feel like I've got, you know, a lot of experience that I can bring, you know, to, to help players within the squad, you know, to grow, whether it's on training, pushing the standards yeah. Um, and just keep doing what, what I'm doing, really, you know, trying to, you know, bring the team closer together. You know, that team mentality is, is something that I try and encourage around the players as well. And yeah, over the moon to... To get a testimonial as well, um, I think it's really a, a reward for myself. You know, you know, I've had a lot of tough times throughout my career, but I've I've stuck by it, and I've, you know, I've always let my hard work, you know, try and do the talk and and keep me keep me in there. You know, moving away from home at 16, you know, uh, I've dedicated all my life to, to rugby. You know what I mean? And there were so many times when, you know, it could have turned my career. You know, but you know, I'm I'm really proud that you know stuck in and, and feels like I'm getting the rewards from it on the back of it now with a, with a testimonial to, to celebrate all that.
0: Mate, you are a real cultural architect and I mean by one of those people that inspires others as to what values really look like, good values and principles. And Mate, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps now because I've known you a fair while now. In fact, I remember when you were coming through as this real good young Cumbrian lad. Um, I was coaching likes of Brad Singleton at the time, who I thinks uh, there's a year's difference between us. Um, but I heard your name get regurgitated quite a lot. You went to Bradford, we felt we'd missed out on you, and it's great that you've you know, subsequently come back 100 games now uh, for Rhinos, uh, having crossed that milestone last week which is phenomenal but I think you know you're one of the people that needs to be around this club because you absolutely epitomise what we hope to be uh, about just tell me just really quick going back to when you joined I remember seeing you on a training video I think I was on holiday and you coming early because you left OKR and obviously I think Kevin Sinfield will give you an opportunity to come and, and have a bit of a trial at the Rhinos and I'm looking thinking Steve almost running around there and you had yeah. them tight skins on what are your early memories and, and, and why Leeds?
1: Why well, Leeds uh, was pretty tough. How well, pretty strange how it came about. Really, um, I got left uh, let go by Hull Ki in you know in a tough tough way. You know, I thought that I had a contract there and and things were going to be positive yeah. after we got safe from relegation and things soon changed uh, with, with Hull Ki's stance, which left me in a tough place. Um, I didn't have an agent, um, you know, I was looking for clubs myself, so I decided to, you know, text every coach in Super League myself and, and say that I was available, that I still had something to offer, uh, which I really did still think that I had at that time. Uh, you know, I had some some really nice replies, you know, some clubs saying that they'd filled the salary cap and, and other things on the back of that. And uh, I did, time went by and I actually wasn't getting anything and I thought it was getting tougher and tougher to a stage where I actually wasn't contracted by OKR anymore, they'd stopped paying my wages, and I wasn't getting paid anymore. Um, and it got to probably the middle of December, and I'd to put myself through my own pre-season, you know, at the local gym, because I still knew I had something burning inside of me to play a Super League. Like I said to you earlier, you know, I moved away from home at 16 and dedicated my life to rugby, just to, to end up signing for a championship club. Uh, and, you know, I, I had some some nice offers from championship clubs and I just kind of uh, kept telling them, no, like, if things change, I'll let you know, but, uh, you know, I've got my eyes on Super League. Um, it got to, the, the like I said, the middle of December and I still didn't have anything. and I thought that it might be January by the time that I might have got an opportunity uh, to either get a trial or, or sign somewhere. So I actually um, applied for a job at you know, Parcel Force delivering parcels over Christmas, oh. which I thought would give me that little bit of money, uh, you know, to keep myself afloat, you know. Um, I've been pretty sensible with money over my career, but something just to kind of take my mind off it, but put me on to, I did get a club, and uh, it was just strange I, I how I actually got an interview for for Parcel Force, uh, and uh, the next morning I woke up at 9 o'clock, and I had a call off Kevin Sinfield, which... He says, "I'd like you to come down, you know, for a week trial. I can't promise you anything, but we, you know, we'll have a look at you." And I actually thought that it was someone else on the phone, taking the Mickey at first. <laughs> I, you know, it was a bit of a shock, really, and I was over the moon to get that call because, to be fair, I probably wasn't in a good place at the time. You know, thinking my career was probably over. You know, um, and then a couple hours later, I got Huddersfield Giants rang me as well, saying they wanted to offer me a trial as well. Um, which said you know i'm really grateful for that to field, but you know i snap leeds hand off and, and i'll be there tomorrow and it kind of all developed from there really you know turned up the next day you know things started to go pretty well in training um i think they kind of understood what what i'm about as a person and a player that you know more hard work than probably talent i would say Say, um and they offered me the opportunity to play on boxing day which you know was was brilliant for myself i think it come off off the bench after 20 minutes, and uh, I think I got creamed. The first, <laughs> <laughs> the first carry I took, the ball spilled out, and uh, and I just got on with it. And I, it kind of came off the back of that that leads off for me a one year contract, which was to me probably a kind of extended trial for myself uh, with Dave Herner coming in as well, yeah. um, which was 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 great for myself. You know, after what I've been through with my career, with injuries, you know, relegations you know, all the tough times to actually end up getting an opportunity to play for uh, a club like Leeds, you know, was something I never dreamed I'd get again.
0: Mate, there's a book called Good to Great, I think it's by Jim Collins, and he talks a lot about an organisation, the bus, getting the right people first on the bus before you set off going. You're a, absolutely the type of person you want, anybody would want on their bus, and I think he just articulated beautifully exactly why. Now, with, with that playing career as well, there's a lot gone on at the side of your or, augmented that playing career with other things, um, which I'd love to get into. Before we do, though, I want to talk a bit about your work ethic, which I think is identified in, in your family. Um, we well, Certainly with your mum and dad, your mum Polly comes to a lot of the games, yeah. really famous around rugby league landscape. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I've met your dad, I probably have, uh, yeah. maybe, um, but I don't see him much because you know, you're know from a farming background, you're obviously a Cumbrian, and he's a grafter, isn't he? Just tell us a little bit about that work ethic of your dad and you know, that relationship with your mum.
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, not many people really met him, you know, because he's a, he's a farmer and that's that's what he evolves his life around, really, which is, I've been really grateful for that, you know, he's worked so hard because he's probably given us all the life, that yeah. we've got now um, we, which is brilliant but that all just comes off the back of his hard work um, you know we're third generation farmers now so um my dad that's all he's kind of known is his farming um, his dad's and his granddad were both farmers Um and i suppose he's just done that since he was born and that's all he knows and i say to a few lads you know i've never ever heard my dad say yeah, he don't want to go to work tomorrow never or he can't be bothered you know i've never heard them words ever come out of his mouth when that lamb goes off at half, hour he's straight out of that bed, uh, straight into that milk parlor and you know, there's no no complaining, no moaning. Whatever the weather, he's out there grafting, and you know, I suppose that's, that's where all my family kind of get their motivation for, for their hard work from is is my dad, and and how much he puts into into his farm and, and into his cows
0: uh, is you know really satisfying for us to see. It's encouraging me. I obviously having boys myself. You always wonder what influence you have, and maybe don't even see it, but it's clear that he's had a big influence on you because your work, I think, you know, is exactly the same. It shines right through. And if you don't mind chatting and talking about it, then sharing, know, um it's it's yeah, it's an emotional one. We've got the spirit of the rhino. and I've talked about that story a multitude of times. Where players come, bring an item, and they put it in the fire, and it burns, it, and we get the ashes, and it, and it stays in all time there in uh, the rhino's head in the resin. You told a story, I remember, at the beginning about your brother and uh, about your family and, and an accident, an incident that happened there. That's obviously changed the course of your lives as a as a family and a lot of the motivation around why you do certain things. Is it something you don't mind sharing?
1: No. Um yeah, my brother um happened to be in an accident on, on our family farm. Um, I think it was around twenty three at the time. We we're putting a a building up. Um we put the metal framework up and we are putting the the wooden beams uh, across um probably about 30 40 foot up in the air my brother was was down on the floor when one of the pieces of wood seemed to tumble down the 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 steel frame um my brother was at the, on the floor picking a tape measure up when when the piece of wood you know hit him on the back of the neck yeah. um which we weren't sure what really happened at the time you know my dad was 30 foot in the eye in, in, a, in, a, in a bucket mm-hmm. you know attaching these pieces of wood when it happened so my dad managed to get down my brother was laid there and says you know i can't move um so he was airlifted off the farm and and flown straight to newcastle uh intensive care where he broke his neck and snapped his spinal cord um which has which took some time to to kind of fight figure out what actually was going on um i remember getting to the hospital, uh, in Newcastle, and you know he was in a in an induced coma at the time with with the metal frame round with the obviously holding his, his neck in place. Uh, you know he'd, he'd had his neck fixed up and a few other bits, but you know we were, we weren't really sure what what was to come uh, in the future. Um, he later got moved to Thomas Cook Hospital in, in Middlesbrough, which was a spinal specialist unit, um, which were brilliant for my brother. Um, and it was there that we found out that he was paralysed and that um, kind of not understanding what was to come with on the back of that, you see. Um, but yeah, it was tough, tough for all my family, um, you know, right across. I think that it definitely brought us, you know, closer together. Yeah. Um, you know, tough for my dad being back on the farm, having to run it on his own. Um, I went back and helped out for, for a week while that was going on you know my mum lived in the hospital chair for a year yeah. um beside him um you know he's he's managed to you know create a, a life for himself now you know he, he's got a son now uh yeah. which is his motivation you know to keep going and and keep and keeping strong for for his son really um but it, yeah it's been it was so tough but I, I remember the time when my brother actually uh when i was making my debut for Bradford and. Um <clears throat> I was warming up and uh, my brother had come out of hospital that day right. which i didn't know, but he'd come straight to the game out of being released out of hospital for for twelve months and I remember scoring my first super league try that game uh right in front of my brother you know and yeah. it, you know it was it was amazing feeling, but you know he he drives me now you know throughout my career um he can't do a lot of things that I can do. Um, you know, I think about him a lot before I go into a game of, of how <clears throat> how privileged I am and how lucky I am to to have my legs, you know, and be able to walk, be able to feed myself. Um yeah, but he's he's been massive in in driving me uh, right throughout my career.
0: That's awesome. It's great to be able to share that as well. Thanks, Donald. Your gratitude, um, shines through, Suma. Yeah, that humility, and uh, I'm sure you're an inspiration for him as well. You just mentioned. He's got a human, you've got another one on the way, and yeah. you know, I, I love families, it's my family's the, the most important thing to me in the whole world, and I can tell it's very important to you as well. So uh, you've got another one due, I think, if yeah. you don't mind sharing, is, yeah, that, is yeah. that
1: public knowledge? Yeah, it is, well it is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
0: you know, me and my wife,
1: Georgia, uh, you know, we've got a little boy already, Tobias. Tornado Tobias, he goes by because he's <laughs> an absolute whirlwind. Um, and yeah, another one on the way. Um, which is is really exciting, but especially Georgia, you know, she's we've been together 13 years now, which is has you know definitely been a massive rock for me throughout my career as well, you yeah. know, keeping me positive, keep me on the right track, um, you know, making sure I'm doing the right things, um, which has really really helped me to to keep my career on track really, which I'm really grateful for as well.
0: Yep, those partners, mate, the uh, me and the world tours. That's what I get out a bit every day for the families. <laughs> Certainly with me as well, and a little bit like myself, I think one of the most important parts of my career journey was going to university studying and then thinking about what I'm going to do next whilst trying to get my fingers in many proverbial pies. Um, And it really did benefit me in the end. You're very similar. You're a grafter. Um, you've done some amazing work with some of the lads, certainly in the gardens when it comes to anything farming or manual. Just tell us a bit about what you did at university and some work, actually, that you've found now that will form a part of your future.
1: Yeah, when I first uh, joined Leeds, I've got a, a great connection with the Un- Leeds Beckett University, which, you know, being at other Super League clubs, they don't have that, that connection, which is, is brilliant. You know, I never envisioned that you know, I'd go to university, never in a million years. Um, and something I'm, you know, really proud of as well, you know. So when the opportunity come to, to go to uni while playing, you know, I had to snap the hand off. Uh, so I decided to do a, a three-year a degree in quantity surveying. You know, I'm not the best with, you know, writing letters and all that sort of thing, but I'm brilliant with numbers. So I thought that'll be right up my track. So I decided to take it on full-time while playing full-time at Leeds. You know, I wasn't sure how long I was going to be at Leeds at the time. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd try and get the course done, you know, as soon as possible and, and have that backup on there for me, whether I need it or not. Um, obviously, I've been at Leeds now five years, so I've wow. got that degree ticked off, uh, which was a real achievement for myself. And I think that degree nearly cost me my marriage at, <laughs> at times because it was that taxing. You know, I was finishing training uh, at two o'clock and I'd, I'd go to uni till seven at night and then I had my assignments on the top of that, which was pretty heavy going um, but now you know I've managed to, to uh, finish it and I've got a job uh, which I'm doing one day a week at the moment with a company in Leeds called Rider liverton bucknell um, I actually men- ended up meeting uh, Andy who works for Rider liverton bucknell through the university. Right. He was given a guest lecture for the, for the year above me and uh, when he was walking out one of the players asked him, uh, one of the the pupils asked him if he used to play for Leeds United. He must look like one of them, and he said no. But I used to play for Ryan Academy when when I was a kid. Anyway, the the teacher says, "Oh, we've got James Donaldson on the course." Um, Andy says, "Pass him my number," and and I've met him for a coffee, and he kind of mentored me uh, through the back end of uni, you know, helping me out, and it's actually led to uh, an opportunity to work with with his company now, which is has been. Uh, I suppose really enjoyable for myself you know Uh, on my days off you know you find it easy to uh, to sit yourself in a coffee shop which which i really do enjoy as well but um it's even more you know satisfying to be uh, you know putting something into my future as well which which i found i've done and uh, you know they've got an offices in in leeds and london all over the country Uh, some in australia saudi arabia Uh, so been working on some really exciting projects over in saudi um One's called the 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 line. Um, we're building an Olympic training centre, five football stadiums, which is, is really exciting. So I've been trying to uh, hint a, a trip over to see these projects at some <laughs> point. Uh, but yeah, really um, really enjoying it, and kind of takes my mind off rugby when yeah. you know, when when I'm not at training, which is you know something that really helps me, you know, to to put my energy into rugby when I'm here because I'm I'm taking my mind off it on my days off. Um, which, which is really enjoyable and uh, it's been going good. So hopefully you can um, help me when I need it. You know, I still think I've got a few years left in my legs, but uh, I've got that kind of set up for for when I need it in the future.
0: And as well as going to university and, and having this job in the pipeline, tell us about the milkshake as well, Moo. I, I, I love it. You brought a load down, a load of samples, yeah. and it's basically, um, you know, it's like milkshake, but proper milk that's not well it's pasteurized legally obviously but it's as it's as good as you can get in terms of the organic stuff straight out of the cow gives an insight into what that's all about
1: yeah so obviously on the on the family farm back at home um, milk prices isn't isn't the best at the moment Um so my mom came up with this idea that she wanted to get this milk vendor um which has been brilliant you know for the community in in west cumbria as well Um so on the first 10 cows on a morning the milk's taken from them and put in a, a we call it pasteurizer all that is is heated up to 65 degrees cool down to four degrees and put in a vendor where people can come they can buy your branded bottle with moves on the moron um then bottles change every few months whether it's christmas whether it's easter right. valentine's you know uh, which which is is good because people want to collect the bottles as well uh because you can bring clean your bottle out and bring it back to refill it but people kind of want to collect the bottles, which is a good part of it as well and so you put the bottle in the machine you've got six choices of of different milkshakes you know chocolate strawberry banana you can have raw milk just in usual milk and there's two that change every every week which are usually like crunchy bounty you know <laughs> Cadbury's cream egg uh you know they do Halloween ones so there right. might be they might say the the strawberry but there might be like green or something like that so it's um it just kind of added a bone on, onto the farm but it's also, you know, really satisfying to see people turning up. You know, sometimes I wake up at six in the morning when I'm up there, and people are queuing up waiting for it to open at six o'clock, and it, it shuts at ten at night, uh, which has been brilliant, really, for, for the farm and added a boat to it. And uh, we've recently got a, a raw uh, coffee vendor, raw milk coffee vendor now. That, so that's been added, and I think there's probably, uh, you know, an ice cream vendor, you know, in the pipeline in the future.
0: Mate, yeah, I reckon they'd fly. We need to get them down here in like a big shipping container and sell them at games or in some sort of supermarket or car park. Yeah. I'm telling you, mate, it's popular. The the challenge though is that the milk it's got a shelf life, hasn't it? Because it is, it is it's 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 pasteurised at the minimum legal to keep it as pure as as you can. Essentially, what's what's your favourite flavour?
1: I drink strawberry usually, yeah. um, and if I'm not on strawberry, I just go with one of the one of the specials on every week just to try a different one. Yeah. Um, you know. Reese and Cam Smith, they seem to love their chocolate because they have me bringing it down. So I've got, I've turned into training with like five, you know, cooling boxes, absolute rammed with, uh, with milkshakes. When I go up there, you know, I get requests. Even fans ask me, message me over, over Instagram and ask um, if they can, how they can get hold of them. But it's only on the farm in Cumbria, but hopefully uh, we might be able to do something with a testimonial to uh, to bring some down to Headley and, uh, you know, get the fans to try them as well.
0: Awesome. I'm definitely having some. My boys will do as well. It's no it's no coincidence. You're talking about yourself with the milkshake, you're talking about Cam Smith with his coffee, Nene McDonald with his honey. I think there's something on there, mate, a big gap in the market. Um you mentioned testimonial, just obviously testimonials are great opportunities to celebrate your career, your memories, the people that you've been on that journey with. What events have you got lined up or are you still working on that? What do you see for the next sort of twelve months?
1: Um, obviously it's a three-month testimonial, so yeah. it'll start in, in December. So I think the first event that I'll be having is a, a Christmas party at Headley yeah. on the 13th of December, which is a Wednesday. Um, and that's when we'll have a get-together for the, for the first time, um, which will be up at the the, the stadium. Um, and then I'll have a game in the end of January, I think. And at some point we'll try and take something up to Cumbria to, to kind of... Put something on up there, but also try and give a bit back to the community up in Cumbria, and hopefully take the the team up there with us, uh, do some coaching with the kids, and uh, try and give a little bit back as well.
0: Class, and then long term, don't know. Like I always try to surround myself with great people and people like you. And I, I've got this real sense of whatever you do next is going to be extremely successful. Have you got a bit of a, a short term plan or a bit of a vision, a dream of who and what you might want to be down the line in five, ten years' time?
1: Pff, do you know what? I'm I really actually look probably that far forward. It's only probably come to a light that I've actually got a, a, a plan for my future in this last year, really. You know, I, yeah. I, I want to play, you know. At Leeds for as long as I can until I actually, you know, hold my hand up and say that I don't think that I can play the standard anymore. And I suppose, like I said, I've got that county civilian in there. You know, I think that it'll always be hard work that gets me to wherever I want to be. Or and just uh, kind of be a people person, really. You know, seem to be doing a lot more networking now than I've ever done. You know, just meeting new people, meeting their ideas, and and try to be like you said around good people and people that drive you forward um, in the future.
0: Well, we can look as far forward as the 27th of August uh, this Sunday coming up because we've got a game at the John Smith Stadium against Udersfield Giants. Um, in and around where we are in the league position, obviously they've had a bit of a resurgence. Um, not so good performance last time out, but they've got a good roster out there. They've got a good squad. They're always going to be a challenge. Uh, what's the thinking for Udersfield Giants this week?
1: I think it's that, that mentality that I spoke about, you know, everyone working hard for each other. Yeah, and that seems to make the difference for us. I've always realised that when we've played our best rugby, even last year on that on that run to uh, to the grand final, that you come off the back of everyone working hard for each other, and, and you know if you miss a tackle, you know your mate's going to be there. And I think that you know it's going to be a massive game this Sunday. If we can get our fans there, you know in numbers, I'm sure we'll have a lot more fans than others feel have out there and try and create an atmosphere to to really get the boys going because we feed off that energy as well and. Suppose it's, you know, a really exciting opportunity as well to, yeah. to go to Huddersfield and, you know, we're we're kind of in and out of form, but we feel like we can really push on to to try and play our best rugby towards the back end of the year now.
0: I've got some great memories of some big games at Huddersfield. And he said it he said it himself, the man, the fans are outstanding. Give players like myself and James Donaldson myself back in back in the day, loads of energy and I think we're too type of players that need that energy as well, getting through the hard graft. We were reminiscing earlier about our fingers. We've got the same sort of injury on the same finger on the same hand. We'll show you a bit of a screenshot of what that looks like and you can decide which one's worst. But, uh, mate... James Donaldson, thank you very much for joining me on Box 2. It's been a pleasure, mate. I'm inspired, dedicated, and entertained as always. Hope you guys have a wonderful week and I hope, like Donald says, you can get down to the John Smith Stadium on Sunday, support our boys and bring that energy. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. God bless. <laughs>